Good morning, kind of folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Tuesday, July 19th. I'm Steve Baker. A judge calls it a career. More on that in a moment, but first, we'll start out with regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley, today, sunny with a high near 95. Tonight, low 67. Tomorrow, 95 and sunny once again. The high will be in the low to mid-90s through Sunday. Sacramento, today, hot, high in 100 degrees. Tonight, low 61. Tomorrow, 99 and hot again. Truckee Tahoe, today, mostly sunny, high near 84. Tonight, low 49. Wednesday, 84 and sunny. Placerville today, mainly sunny, high 97. Angels Camp, 102 and mainly hot. California Department of Public Health reports 92 new confirmed COVID-19 cases in Nevada County as of last Friday, covering three days. That brings the total overall to 17,941. Nine people are hospitalized, one in intensive care, according to UBINET. The next update is scheduled for this afternoon, covering the weekend through today. Superior Court Judge Tom Anderson is stepping away from the bench, the union newspaper Grass Valley is reporting. Anderson, who turns 72 years old this fall, has served over 22 years working for Nevada County. He has been a Superior Court Judge since being elected to the post and beginning service in 2007. Anderson was Nevada County Public Defender here before that. Governor Gavin Newsom is expected to appoint a successor to Anderson's seat, though it's unknown when that will occur, says the union. A visiting judge has received approval to serve through December. Notes Nevada County Superior Court Judge Robert Tice Raskin, Anderson will always be known as an exceptionally patient, gentle, and kind jurist who truly cared about the litigants that appeared in his court and the community he served. Anderson tells the union he's been an attorney for 25 years when the judge shop opportunity arose. I wasn't planning on it, but I was kind of recruited and it allowed me to focus on some things that are important. Those things included programs that help lead people to recovery, not merely incarceration. Adult drug court, mental health court, and DUI court are a few examples, as was the creation of Laura's Law. That law, named after Nevada County resident Laura Wilcox, who was 19 when she was shot and killed in 2001, by Scott Harlan Thorpe compels people with severe mental illness and a history of arrest or violence to stay in treatment as a condition of living in the community. Anderson's been a part of that program since its beginning. It's proven to be very successful, he says. And this from the Union newspaper of Grass Valley. A year ago, the former district attorney saying he expected no charges against deputies involved in the fatal shooting of Sage Crawford. His successor, after taking office a year ago, says he saw no reason to alter that decision. Last week, District Attorney Jesse Wilson made that official. The shooting of Ms. Crawford by Deputy Caleb Toteran was justified within the meaning of the law, Wilson says in an after-action report. Under the circumstances known to him at the time of the incident, the deputy had a reasonable belief that deadly force was necessary to defend against an imminent threat of death or serious bodily injury to himself and Deputy Harrison. Deputies responding on February 4th, 2021 to suspicious circumstances in Alta Sierra. They found Crawford at Alta and Names Drives, the after-action report states. Dash cam video shows the deputies approaching Crawford as she walks with her two children in the middle of the street. She's brandishing a knife, yelling and screaming at the deputies. At one point, she runs toward an officer with the knife. A deputy tries unsuccessfully to use a stun gun on her. She's then shot with a handgun. Taken to a nearby hospital, Crawford was pronounced dead. 
Our role in this is very narrow, Wilson saying last week, explaining the purposes of the after-action report. His office examined whether the facts of the shooting, including video taken, could lead prosecutors to seek charges that would be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And this from the Sacramento Bee. The wildfire burning in and around Yosemite National Park was threatening the park's fabled Mariposa Grove and a nearby small community. But the park's forest ecologist saw plenty of good news when he inspected the Washburn fire early last week. A forest thinning project that had removed trees and dense undergrowth was helping tame fire behavior. The fire had burned under the trees that loggers had left standing instead of climbing into their canopies and devouring them. And the sequoias of the Mariposa grew were standing with minimal damage. It was exactly what it was supposed to be, says the ecologist Garrett Dickman. There's a growing consensus among wildfire scientists and forest ecologists. Many of California's 33 million acres of forests are unnaturally overgrown with small trees and brush. To keep fires from exploding into catastrophic infernos, crews with chainsaws and chippers need to come in and thin out the undergrowth. Then in the years that follow, workers with drip torches need to set so-called prescribed fires every so often to burn away what grows back. This from the San Francisco Chronicle, the San Francisco Art Institute, a legendary institution teetering on the brink of insolvency, says it will shut down after the University of San Francisco backed out of an acquisition deal that was seen as a financial lifeline for the 151-year-old art college and its cornerstone campus on Russian Hill. A statement issued by the office of USF President Paul Fitzgerald saying that the university had informed SFAI leadership that it would not enter into a definitive agreement with the San Francisco Art Institute due to business risks that could impact USF students, faculty, and staff. In a separate statement, the Art Institute announcing Friday that it was no longer financially viable and that it had seized its degree programs as of last Friday. SFAI will remain a nonprofit organization to protect its name, archives, and legacy. It will vacate its Chestnut Street campus but maintain its Diego Rivera mural, the school's chief asset. This from KVMR's community event listings at our kvmr.org website. The next-to-last free musical Mondays of the summer take place next Monday, 11 a.m. to noon, at the Madeline Helling Library Amphitheater, presented by In Concert Sierra. The Windjammers will perform Monday, July 25th. Birthdays today include singer Vicki Carr, 82, Flying Burrito Brother and founding Eagles member Bernie Ledden is 75, and drummer Jason McGear of Death Cab for Cutie is now 48. Stay tuned for your Tuesday morning show with your host with the most music and merriment, Mr. Paul Emery. <laughs>